Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, April 22nd, and it looks like we only get to see one more game of Chris Gray and the UNC Tar Heels after Notre Dame absolutely dismantled UNC. Uh, it's uh, We're recording this fresh off the UNC Notre Dame game. That was a spanking heading into the weekend. I'm Jordy from Barstool with me. As always, we've got Dukes on the mic. And Dukes, I, I know you have to be buzzing after that one. Dude, I left in the, I left in the third quarter. I didn't even watch. I, I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even have to take the subway to work. I don't have to call an Uber. Just straight up walked because I wasn't even worried about the fourth quarter. Um, what a masterclass. What a masterclass by Booker. What a masterclass by our boy Ryder. Entman. I mean, I, I say it. I, I, we'll get into it, but I say it every episode. Best goalie in the nation. I, I really don't even think it's close. Um, just an absolute masterclass today. Yeah, I mean, that was a, uh, I mean, beginning of the game, right? A, a little tight. I think, what was it? It was like 2-2 after the first quarter, maybe somewhere around like 3-3, like at, at some point. Um, but then Notre Dame just stepped on the gas. The Cavanaugh's were just the biggest bullies out on the field constantly. Um, I mean, Chris Gray, it, I, I don't know if I... Like, I'm sure that there are some people that I feel terrible for, like pretty much like anyone who ever made the decision to like go to a school like Wagner. Like, I feel bad for those people, <laughs> but like, I, I don't know if I feel worse for anybody than I feel for Chris Gray this year where, I mean, he literally has no one, nobody at all to work with. Um, no, no excuses there or anything like that. But I mean, when, when you've got Chris Gray, he can do whatever he wants against a lot of guys. He can't do everything by himself against Arden Cohen and that Notre Dame defense. Uh, and just no one else was able to step up. And, you know, as, as soon as Notre Dame smelled blood in the water, like they had a few in a few in a row there. Um, I mean, that ride back, I fucking love Notre Dame's riding like Notre Dame's riding this year is I'd put it right up there on the same level as yeah. Ian Laviano, yep, yep. Virginia. It's, it's, it's the same level of intensity, the same, like, it's almost like it's almost, it's almost like there's two Kavanaugh's out there. It's almost like there's two Kavanaugh's out there, but it's almost like sometimes, sometimes they, I feel like they like possessions where they don't score because then they get the opportunity to ride back. Because if you score off of a ride back, the juice you get from that goal is even it's double what you would get for a, for a normal goal. So sometimes the, the right play might be to turn the ball over that way you can get the ride back and then score off of the ride. I mean, legitimately, I think I tweeted on the walk here. Cause I saw like the, like the Kavanaugh hit got tweeted out. But when will ACC coaches teach or just tell their players in the film room? Like, okay. Like I've been seeing a Kavanaugh, wear a Notre Dame jersey basically for the past decade or so. Do not try to run him over. Do not try to like think that you're big, like you're bigger than him and you're like you can out tough him. Kavanaugh's make a fucking living off being the short guys that murder bigger guys than them. Like they have a chip on their shoulder every time they put on that Irish uniform. And I just think that people need to wake the fuck up. Um I, I like I I've always I never really sold off Notre Dame. Are, are we just gonna jump right into it? Yeah, I mean go 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 right but for it. What was my the, the the one thing I always preached all season long was that there's there's going to be things that are consistent with Notre Dame. They're going to be great on extra man. Kavanaugh's going to show up every single week. 
the midfielders I complained about and the faceoffs I complained about. I always said Entman would be top goalie, and I said the defense would come along. The midfield stepped up. I mean, you saw Dobson had like a hat trick in the third quarter. You know, Corgan probably ate them alive in the locker room. And Lynch, the faceoff guy, came out of nowhere. I mean, he's playing his best ball right now. What makes you don't? What makes you say that Notre Dame wouldn't be able to play? I, I wouldn't want to play Notre Dame if I'm Maryland. I'm like not even kidding when I say this. I'm not going to say Notre Dame by five or anything because I've learned from my mistakes. That that's that's called growth. That's called maturity. But if you're Maryland, like you, you're looking at the standings right now. You know, you got a bunch of Ivies. But you don't the way that it's all shaking out, like they could get fucked seating wise. Like you could run into a Virginia or you could run into a Notre Dame before championship weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, I still don't think that Maryland would have much to worry about just because, like, I don't know, they only won by two. Yeah, but and Notre Dame's playing better ball now. No, the, so yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's I think that they have a little bit to worry about. They don't have much to worry about, but there's definitely a little bit to worry about there. I, I, I still think that it's a lot of like, it, it just depends on if Pat Cav has himself going, if, if Pat Cav gets himself going and if he gets involved with the ride, right. If he lays a few guys out who, who test them um, on the clear and he, he starts to feel himself a little bit, then yeah. Like I, I think that Notre Dame is a very dangerous team. I still don't think, and you could say this about a lot of teams, where yeah. if you're if your number one guy isn't really going, then you you know like you might not have enough in the bank for another you know another few guys to step up and fill that role when the tournament comes. Maryland's really, I mean, Maryland and a healthy Virginia are probably the only team who can have like their one guy not really show up, and it's like okay. But like, which one of them was their one guy? Because there's five other guys who could be their one guy. You know what I'm saying? So no, I think I do. But it, it's the only thing that I'll disagree with is saying like, I think the X factor for Notre Dame is the midfield unit. Like that's who's got to show up. Because when the good Notre Dame midfield unit shows up, they are right there. I think with Virginia and Maryland as complete teams. But that's the thing that haven't been consistent all year long. So like, that's that's the only thing I'll disagree with. I don't think the X factors pack have because I think that even. Say, say you take away Pat Cav or like you, you slide early to him. You got to then worry about Dobson stepping down and murdering one home because he's got a fucking hammer and you, he, he can extend the field. So like, I personally just think that it really comes down to Notre Dame's midfield unit, but that's. Yeah, no, but what I, what I was getting at here is like, I, I think that there are going to be like, there can be another high seed in the tournament who gets fucked by Notre Dame turning it on now. And like Notre Dame mm. having a, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like there's something like if I'm Rutgers, right. And, and you're thinking, okay, Rutgers is going to have maybe, you know, pretty, pretty decent seed heading into the tournament. As long as everything kind of keeps going where it's going right now, where they're going to lose in the big 10 championship, they probably feel pretty like, could you imagine if Rutgers gets Notre Dame in first round? Yeah, but they should. No offense. Like it, this oh, yeah. is like this is like no, this is like the college basketball seating. Like uh, I know I fucking talk about it all the time, but like people were pissed at like Providence getting like a team that's like a mid major that's pretty good. Like Rutgers, for what we know, are frauds. Like, I, like th- there's no other label. I think I see. Like they only had a one point win against Michigan, who we've been calling fake the entire year. Yeah, I mean their their wins against Army and Princeton look fine. Their win against Ohio State was like a. a- a big time. And I, I, that's still one of those wins where it seemed a whole lot closer than the final score actually ended up being. I don't know. 
I also, Again, I, I hate I'm Rutgers. Also more, I hate I, Rutgers. I, I, I'm the biggest Rutgers hater ever. So I'm not saying that they're a good team, but I'm saying that like this is a year where Rutgers has kind of been on that cusp of they're they're a program who can have a, a perfectly fine regular season and then shit the bed once May comes around. And then last year they had that good, they had the win against Lehigh in the tournament. Like they probably feel like they're a program that's ascending, that's on the rise, that can kind of win a couple tournament Break games, through. maybe get themselves into that quarterfinal. Maybe, who knows, maybe they even have final four aspirations. And then like, this is the year that they feel like, okay, like I, I think we can make it happen. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, Notre Dame turned it on. And now like we have to go against... Pat Cav and, and Chris Cav and, and that defense and Liam Mentiman, who's a guaranteed 13 saves at, uh, if he's having an off day. Yeah. Like that sucks for Rutgers is what I'm saying. And like in the grand scheme of it, yeah. Like I think that that's a matchup that should happen, but I'm saying if you're feeling good about yourself as a high seed and your name isn't Maryland, watch out if the Irish get themselves in at large. And my point with Rutgers, I don't disagree with how high they're seated personally. Like it's more just my personal belief on the eye test. Like, cause people could get pissed off this. I think early, early season wins kind of mean shit. Like I know you have to consider them for tournament resume and stuff, but like that win against armies, like what February 19th, that win against Princeton's March 11th. So like, yeah, that was, that was a really good win. But like, I, I, I don't, I don't hold it that like we, they got their first real, real test, you know, against like, like I, I personally put Notre Dame in the top four teams in the country. Um, I'm that hand up. I feel like uh, this is going to be a tough one. They lost Rutgers lost to Princeton. Oh shit. I, 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 no, 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 no. I fucked that up first. I was reading this. No, but I was literally like, this is how tired I am today. I'm literally reading the schedule and it says 1611 and it says L. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I did the same thing. I I, I <laughs> fucked that one up. That's that's me. It's uh, you, you want to restart it or no? No, no. We're, I think we're, it's we're, fucking hilarious. I, I, I think that you know this is a this is a podcast that uh, we pride ourselves in transparency, and um, I mean some, sometimes sometimes reading the schedule results is, is tough. Um, this is when people call me stupid. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, I am. I'm reading the L. <laughs> and I saw the L. Well, the thing, thinking- the thing is that it was it was sandwiched between so many W's yeah. that it was hard to. Well, kind yeah, of we pick watched out. the game. It was like a Friday night. Like, you know game. what? No, I I blame that one on inside the cross. They need to kind of make it uh, bigger some- L. Spell yeah, out the L. loss. Yeah, bigger, bigger, spell bigger out the loss. L. Yeah. Uh, well, so Ter- Terry Foy, if you're listening to this right now, uh, fix the website because you made us look like idiots. That was the game that. Uh, McKeskey had that fucking disgusting shot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's where that's where the Princeton everyone was like, oh, you have to like, a little, little lefty low to high splash. Yeah. So um, I guess my point does stand way better than that. Like, I guess I put myself in a hole, but yeah, I think that yeah, I don't think Rutgers did anything impressive this year, the more that I look at it. Like a one point win against Stony Brook, one point win against Loyola. Marist LIU, Hofstra, Lafayette, Ohio State, Hopkins. Hopkins and then get crushed by Maryland. They're, yeah, I mean they're they're a team that's benefiting from the fact that the Big Ten is absolute dog shit minus Maryland this year. Yeah, I, I mean yeah, there's no doubt that the second best team in the in the Big Ten and they'd probably be like the sixth or seventh in the ACC. Yeah, and uh, that is our weekly segment of shitting on Rutgers lacrosse. Um, I will say but- this though, they were they were like like last year's team. I, this is they in like the Gonzaga term. 
of like the breakthrough, you know, like that team, like trying to break through into the national spotlight. Rutgers was uh, like, they almost locked us up as a way for a podcast forever because they almost beat UNC. If you remember at Hofstra and they should have won that game, probably like they were the better team in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and again, like cursed helps you, especially in the tournament. If you have yep, to go up against player. like, like again, think about if, if they do get matched up against Notre Dame, which like, I, I don't really know exactly how, how the seating would work out, but you know, if they get matched up against Notre Dame and curse is stopping all those shots that Dobson's taken. And, you know, obviously Krieg didn't have himself his greatest game uh, tonight. Obviously we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, so Krieg didn't have his greatest game. If curse is having a, moderately better game than than creek was having then dobson isn't as effective and then who knows what you can do with the Cavanaugh's. i'm i'm I, I still think i like notre dame in that matchup if that were to actually happen um but yeah i mean i listen it, it was a really good win for notre dame and like it, it's still not really an easy road for that like they're gonna have to beat syracuse up again um and then they're gonna have to I don't know. I, I feel like they probably also have to beat Duke if they're going to get themselves into the tournament. I mean, college of Carls also makes no sense. Like, you know, you, you know, the consistent at like Maryland at one, the only thing that worries me, the only thing that worries me about Maryland really is their college kids. And I'm not saying this like as a diss or anything, but like when you're young and you're winning a lot, it can get to your head. So you, I just think there's a chance. I'm not saying that they – I don't know what goes on in that locker room, so I can't – but it could get to their head, and they, they could sleep on opponents that, like – like Notre Dame, for example, they're like, we, we kicked their ass and we didn't even play that good. Well, yeah, Mar- Notre Dame also got better. Um, like I, Duke, how Duke lost to Jacksonville. But, yeah, Duke talent – like, if you're talking just – this is where people might get lost with me, but if you're talking pure talent, you know, top to bottom talent, inside the cross rankings and everything, like – Duke and Virginia on paper could have more talent than Maryland, but talent doesn't make up a good team. Maryland is the best team overall in the country. Yeah. What, what I would, I would say to your point there about Maryland being a bunch of college kids, I would, I would actually probably disagree with that. I think that out, I would venture to guess that out of every college across program, we're talking for sure. D1, I know. D1 through MCLA, like D3. I think that they are, the like they are the the tightest like the most business like team like i i feel like all of those kids treat that like like they're clocking into work every day like i i don't i don't know if they're your your typical college lacrosse program where like they're they're looking forward to the party after the game i think like there are a lot of kids who i would love to see like their huddle time like yeah, yeah. Like, like, like how many, how many hours of film they're logging on huddle and like when they're logging on, like, you know how, when they have like the reports of like, like when like Pornhub searches like spike. Yeah. 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 Like, like, I, I feel like they're like the, if, if you Bond. were, if, yeah, if, yeah. If you were tracking the amount of time that they were watching film, like you'd see massive spikes, like immediately after a game, like they just go home and they crush film. Look, I, I do, I do a hundred percent agree with that. Like Notre Dame, I mean uh, Maryland. I like I'd put as Fortune five hundred companies. I'd probably put like like I think Maryland's a class of their own, and then it's like Duke, Notre Dame. Like those are kids that like they they know how to they know what they're doing. They know how to run a business. But the point about huddle, 
this is just for any high school kids out there. You know, I, your kids probably have to shut this off, but here's a little, log, old ho- here's a little old log on and leave it in the background. Oh my God. Mike, my, my high school coach was like, <laughs> McDougal's a fucking backup watching more <laughs> film than the starters. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> watching film like just had it on got high (laughs) (laughs) you just got it on on the laptop meanwhile you're just playing video games all night yeah yeah just crushing crushing six hours of film turns out you're watching the same exact game the same exact what are high school games 48 minutes long same 48 minute game for like five hours yeah but guard city games go for like three hours because we just stall and just i don't know we'll get into that later um but yeah, I mean, end of the day, really good win for Mar- or not for Maryland. We're, all, all the wins are for Maryland right now, but really good win for Notre Dame on Thursday night. Um, a big time statement win for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, things are looking pretty bleak uh, for UNC right now, uh, you know, with with the resume that they have and, and the wins that they have, there's nothing really that stands out. Um, you know, they've got losses to Duke, Virginia, now Notre Dame. Uh, Virginia twice, actually. Let's see if I can actually count, like hit, hit the correct L's uh, and, and a loss to Ohio State. So um, no real quality, although right now their win over Brown is, is looking better by the day. And I think that that can take us right into uh, talking about the Ivy right now because Brown is playing some of the best lacrosse uh, in the nation right now after taking down Penn. Uh, last not well two weekends ago at this point uh, and then coming you know just firing off in that second half to beat down Yale uh, this past weekend so a 20 to 13 final in Brown versus Yale I think it was I think it was 9-8 heading into halftime maybe and Mm -hmm. then um, I mean then Brown just just taking off uh, Dev McLean leading the way Uh, I mean Brown right now is uh I mean, they're, they're doing exactly what, what Larkin needs the boys to be doing. They're, they're being disruptive uh, and, and they're showing that the Ivy is easily the deepest conference in college lacrosse. I feel like we've been saying that for like five weeks at this point, but uh, truly the only conference right now where almost anybody can show up and beat anybody any given week. Yeah. I mean, how Brown would it be though? Pete Cornell this weekend in Mr. Dartmouth. Don't you put that evil on them. <laughs> no, just joking. Don't you put that evil on them. Um, or my, our coworker, uh, Will Walker, he played at Harvard, so he's going up for the Princeton game this weekend, and we were just talking about the obvious, how deep they are. We brought it up. I thought it was hilarious. I was cracking up. I'd be like, that, that would, like, imagine going through the, the hard pits, like, you know, you beat, <laughs> you beat all those teams just to end the season with a loss to Dartmouth, which well, would be well, just kind of funny. I mean, they, they do have a game against Bryant in there as well. So, oh yeah. For the, uh, for the ocean state. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that could also be a, a, a little, a little trap game for Brown. So it, it, I mean, just depends on if Larkin's in attendance. So you know, if, if he makes his way over to Bryant for that one, not, not too long of a trip for him. Um, and what there was a, uh, during the Brown game, there's a GC guy that stood out two pole goals, Colin Hart beast. Um, that, that was magnificent to see. So I love, I love seeing GC guys show out obviously, but Augvin is just, he's a stud. He's an ACC player playing in the Ivy leagues. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys are in general, but he's got a fucking crank for a shot. He put, but his shooting percentage, 22%, 18 shots, just like let him fire away. Yeah. 
let him fire away. Like that's, that's like, that's toughs in my opinion, like toughs ball, like shoot or shoot. You got to I mean, you got to shoot to get hot. You, you got to shoot to get hot. You, you can't get hot any other way. Could, could you imagine your best player though? takes three shots. It's like, why, why, why didn't you, why'd you stop shooting? You're the best player on the team. You're a best shooter. Like we're not going to win these games if you don't put up the shot. So I'm happy just to see that he just like didn't like just let it crank and didn't really care. Um, and it paid off. Um, yeah. So, I mean, big, big win for, for Brown there. Um, I mean, Yale right now they're, they're, they're still hanging in there, but it's, I don't know, just, just a little, little up and down. Um, you know, the, the loss to Penn state still just does not make any sense to me. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, tight one to Cornell, but then, uh, you know, l- luckily, I mean, I think that Yale, Yale's safe. Yeah. Well, they're safely in and they, they also sandbagged the shit out of their, their final, final few games of the uh, regular season here. They've got Albany, Quinnipiac and Harvard. Well, all right. I'm not going to say that Harvard is a, 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 a mail, a mail it in game, but it's not at all. It, I think Harvard's worst part. I think they're, they're a young team. I, I think I love the Harvard freshman. I think they're going to probably be top of the Ivies in a couple of years, especially with some of the Fogos they got coming in. But I mean, when you schedule these games, like Albany is a tr- traditionally like, pretty good. Like you can't just like you, when you schedule that game, it's not like, you know, that Albany won't be like Albany this year. Like that's a very good major team that usually plays at a high profile level. Yeah. I, I think that it's a game that, um, I mean, it's, has it, has it been on the, on the schedule for a while? It obviously wasn't. If you're uh, Scott Moore too, you got to call these coaches and get the, get these games scheduled for your recruits and stuff. So like, I don't hate the Albany schedule. I mean, Quinnipiac, Virginia. No, no, but, but it's, it's one of those ones too. Like it's been on their schedule for a while. So it's, it's not like they like purposely went out and they're like, Hey, like, let's, let's say like, it's like a built-in game that's on their schedule. It was also uh, a final four matchup just a few years ago. Um, I'm just saying like at, at the moment right now, like, I feel like they're kind of, they're going to cruise their way into the, into Obviously. the Ivy league tournament. And also like, you got to look at the way they started the, the start of the year. I mean, they didn't have any, this is their first cake up cakewalk was Dartmouth. If you really look at it and like Dartmouth for the most part, hasn't been besides that game, like hasn't really been that bad this year. They've been pretty competitive. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, all, all the Ivies have, um, you know, other, other games around the Ivy, you know, Penn uh, held on to beat Harvard, uh, probably the, the biggest one right now is, you know, was it, it wasn't Ivy on Ivy crime, uh, but Cornell going down 17 to 10 to the troops uh, and, and one that wasn't necessarily, you know, like, you know, the Brown Yale game was, was a tight first half. This Cornell army game wasn't, wasn't tight from, from the get go. Uh, but I did mention early, I, I guess it was last week's episode that, uh, Cornell didn't have nearly as many Canadians as I thought that they did on the roster. So maybe this was just a, a, a respect loss for, for Cornell, just to say, you know, thank you for your service uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to army. So, um, you know, you might not want to, you might not want to read into that one too much about what that means for Cornell moving forward. Uh, but still probably, probably the first loss. Well, I mean, the, the, Again, Yale losing to Penn State still doesn't make any sense. But this was probably like the first loss where it was like, all right, like that's maybe the Ivy isn't quite unflappable this this year. Yeah, I also think that this is this is probably probably the best. I mean, Army I think in twenty twenty was really good, but I I think that this 
this army team's legit. I think they got good goaltending, great offense, um, deep. I mean, they 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 look like they this could be the best service academy that we've seen in a while. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably since like a I'm navy a, team. Trying like like that uh, like that Matt Russell navy team back in like 2000 what was that 2003 2004 whatever team played against uh mikey powell in syracuse in the final four yeah that that team was sick yeah that's a little too uh that's a little too old for me yeah they were wearing <laughs> was... like the uh they, they were wearing the i don't even know if i have were, seen those highlights though i don't even know if they were warrior helmets at the time like it might have been a company called strike but it could have been like oh the God. very first warrior helmet ever um yeah matt russell is a beast but they had to go up against a guy by the name of Mikey Powell. I don't know if anyone listening has ever heard of him before, but Never pretty 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 sick lacrosse player. Um, yeah, no, I mean our army's sick this year. Um, I mean, Brendan Nickturn is a you know he's different level, different level, uh, top twenty five towards on finalists. Not that that's going to be a shocker to anybody. Um, I've 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 been a big Bobby Abshire guy for for the past couple of years. Um, he seems like a guy who who just always shows up at at a big moment to spark up the boys with a big goal. Um, and then obviously as as a as a barbecue guy, yeah, big, Dan, big Danny Kielbasa. Yeah, I was gonna say I love Kielbasa, so I love this guy. You know, so I, yeah. I, I I I have to love him. But I think he had a he had a big game as well against Cornell. So um, I, I I think that Army's another one of those. I mean, you never want to have to face a service academy in, in the NCAA tournament. Never. So I think that they're, uh, they're, they're definitely leading the pack right now in the Patriot league. Uh, well, they, it's them, them and BU. So, uh, but I, I have a feeling that army will come out on top of the Pat Lacks, And that's just a team where you pray that you, the, the selection committee doesn't pair you up against them. What if it was, what if it was army Notre Dame? That is a, that's a gritty, gritty lacrosse game coming up. Notre Dame by five. Easy. <laughs> uh anything else from from last weekend that that stuck out to you or i'm trying to just look around really quick like nothing really i mean we could just hop in i mean ohio i mean yeah we, we'll talk about that i guess in the segments um north carolina won the fraud bowl against syracuse and johns hopkins won the fraud bowl against penn state but we don't really have to get into that we could just get into the segments if you want to yeah let's just go to segments we don't uh, no, it, wanna, the, the the less Big Ten talk, the better, and the less hot. Yeah, I, I have it. About, I have yeah. it in the segments anyway, so we can just talk about it. Um, you want to do that's talking? Let's do that's talking. All right, let's start off with uh, Holy Cross UMass Lowell. Holy Cross, baby. Hocro. 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 Never forget Hocro getting destroyed by Syracuse and all the Hocro guys telling me to take Holy Cross and I lost by about a billion. Holy Cross, shout out Holy Cross, the Crusaders. First one of the year, 15-14 against UMass Lowell. Um, this is big for the Crusaders. Wait, that was their first win of the first season? First win. Holy Cross, has their average loss has been by 10 goals. So shout out to Holy Cross. That's talking Holy Cross across. I mean, oh, sticking yeah. with it, boys, you know? Like, that's how – it's it's easy to feel down on yourself at this point of the year and just think, all right, let's get to the end of the year and then we can party our balls off. To have your average loss be by 10 goals, no wins on the season, and to still come out and put one together, that's pretty – although we did talk about UMass Lowell like a couple weeks ago because yeah. they didn't have a win and they were playing against another team that didn't have a win, and they, I think that they got their first win. So, all right, maybe not the greatest win, but still, 
Shout out Hokro. They they get destroyed. You got to check out the Holy Cross schedule when you get the chance. It is top notch. Like 21 11, 23 7, and a 15 14 win. I'm, I'm, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh just, God. yeah. 28 5, 23, 11 uh, 9, 14 8, 17 7, 16 10, 14. They got 8, a, 16, they have 8. a good schedule though. That like good strength to schedule. Yo, for sure. I mean, but you got to throw some points in there. <laughs> Throw a layup or something. Come on. Uh, all right. Well, that's talking. That's talking. Holy Cross. You mess lol. Uh, you want to take game two? Yeah, you you, you want it? All right. So listen, I, I'm, I'm a big I'm a D3 guy myself. And I know that, uh, you know, we don't we don't get around to talking about D3 lacks as much as as I would like to, but definitely not as much as as other D3 people would like us to. Uh, so I want to switch things over to the world of D3 right now. And I want to talk about. The main maritime mariners, they took on the Thomas. I don't, I don't even know what, what Thomas's mascot is. Never heard of it before. Uh, but main maritime playing against Thomas 31 to one final, just a, just a smooth 30 goal win for main maritime. Now, I know what you're probably thinking right now. Like, okay, like, is, is this just like a team that's in some like dog shit conference who's just been steamrolling everybody? No. Here's the funniest thing about this. Maine Maritime has a loss on their schedule so far this year. They lost the game 21 to five. So a team that lost a game 21 to five is out here beating another team 31 to one. That doesn't add up to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean that—that's talking Maine Maritime Lacrosse. Shout out to the Mariners, huge win. I have to imagine that that's probably a school record, uh, thirty-one to one. Great, great day for the stats. Jesus Christ! And I mean, just staying on D three, this will just be a little bonus. Eh, bonus. Uh, Christopher Newport beating you, Salisbury. You scumbag! I was going to talk about this later, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christopher Newport. I mean, where what where do they come from? Have they been in traditional powers? This is the first time I've ever heard of them. Yeah, they're they're always one of those teams that like like you'll you'll always see. I feel like they they've always played uh, Salisbury like earlier in the season, and like they were always one of those teams where you would look at Salisbury's scores on their, on their schedule. And it'd be like shit pumping this team, shit pumping that team, shit pumping the other team close win against Christopher Newport and then back to shit pumping. Yeah. I mean, that they literally shocked me. 17, seven, win. good, good for Christopher Newport. Sorry for, sorry for stealing your thunder on that. Mm, I thought when um, you said D three, I thought you were going to go that route. No, I, I, I was, I was going to, I was going to save that for, for a better part, but <laughs> Whoa, but that, that's fine. <laughs> what right, other um, what other game would you like to talk about though? Delaware Towson. This is this is if you're on YouTube, you can check out the clip. I'll throw it in the clip right now. But Delaware 111-10, Mark Bieto led with five points. But the real story was three people got suspended in this game. Ryan Swain used the butt end of his check, uh, hit a guy in the nuts. So he got tossed. I mean, he didn't get tossed, but he got suspended for a game. Then at the end of the game, two guys, Towson's Drew Martin. And Delaware's Demetrius Stevenson suspended for a post-game altercation. So, you know, 11-10 win, close. You know, the emotions get high, people. Um, Delaware won on the field. It looks like Towson also lost off the field when two of their guys got suspended and only one t- Delaware guy got suspended. So, I mean, I guess Delaware went 2-0. and up. I mean, listen, like, these are two teams right now that are fighting for their lives in the CAA, right? You've got Towson right now 
third place in the CAA, Delaware, fourth place in the CAA. These are two teams that have to hang on to get themselves mm-hmm. any, any chance of getting into the conference. Or let the boys play. If you gotta, if you if if you have to butt in a few nuts out there to to give yourself give your team the advantage, that's on the other team for not wearing their cups, right? Like, yeah, that's it's the so, pussification of America, in my opinion. Pussification of America, um, and dude, I, I I mean, a tight one goal game. You don't think that there's gonna be a little brouhaha at the end of it in the CAA, no less. In the CAA, God's conference. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what they say about CAA ball in April. It gets a little chippy out there. Champion Athletics Association. That was that was good. I, I don't have anything to follow up with that. Um, no, but yeah, shame on the CAA. I, I agree. Um, when I saw the clip, though, I'll throw it in the YouTube. So this is why you should subscribe to the YouTube. Good point to plug this in. Subscribe to the YouTube, uh, the crease dive, but you'll see the video in there. This guy, Ryan Swain, like it wasn't like a nice little like, you know, like Rambo little like butt end check, like like maybe move a little bit like this was right in the fucking nuts like, oh. guy goes by like it was so noticeable he's like what so that was funny um want to move on to say something nice let's do it all right um i'll start off with loyola they dropped two games they could drop two games this weekend bad um they lost to i think bu they lost to BU 14-9, and then they lost this week to Georgetown 14-7. Hey, um, Loyola, remember that time you guys won a national championship a decade ago and you guys played in my favorite game ever last year? That was fun. That's saying something nice Dude, about Loyola. That, um, that, that Loyola team that won the national championship, Josh Hawkins was yeah. easily like the – he was one of the sickest college lacrosse players that – like obviously, like there have been more talented lacrosse, like college lacrosse players, but as far as like the looks go and badass. like how and how yeah, just total badass. Um, shout out to Josh Hawkins. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say um, Loyola. You guys have Ryan McNulty. He's a good old Philly boy who can absolutely bring it on the offensive side of the ball. I think that he's going to be a really good addition to whoever picks him up in the PLL draft. So, um, you know. It, Loyola might not be having the greatest, greatest season in the world. Things might be a little bit down in the post Pat Spencer era, but at least they were smart enough to pick up Brian McNulty in the recruiting process. So that was, that was really good. Yeah. Like that's just Loyola lacrosse. You know, you might not have the best season, but you pump out pros. And as for much more, um, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, actually, I, uh, I, I want to say something nice about uh, the St. John's Johnnies. Um, this is a team where this season has been, uh, uh, I mean, they, they stink this year. Like, but there's, there's no, uh, no, no two ways about that. Uh, but I was actually, so yesterday, so if you're listening to this on Friday, so on Wednesday, I, uh, I was in Brooklyn for a barbecue event, uh, Brisket King NYC. A uh, really cool barbecue event at uh, Pig Beach Barbecue, where a whole bunch of guys from New York come around and uh, see who cooks up the best brisket. And while I was on my way over there, you pass an exit to head over to St. John's, and it just reminded me that, uh, listen, I mean, you guys have a, you guys do a really good job at recruiting guys out of Springfield Delco. Uh, there, there's been a, a really good Springfield pipeline to St. John's, and we've got a face-off kid going there next year, so. Uh, same, same oh, round. So what you're say, saying so, is St. John's is back. 
St. John's is, well, they're going to win all of their face-offs next year. And yeah. so they're going to have so many extra possessions. Um, so this is a down year for St. John's, but I'd, uh, you know, I definitely expect big things for them over the next four years when they're winning a hundred percent face-off. So listen, might not be your year this year, but the, the horizon's looking pretty sweet. Um, I could say something nice about St. John's. Uh, hey, St. John's, you guys got, Andre Curbelo is pretty good at basketball and basketball team looks good next year. So like, don't worry about you guys. Also have Glenn, you guys also have Glenny balls as your, as your biggest fan. So yeah, exactly. And Glenny balls, you know, let, let him come to a lacrosse game. Maybe, maybe he'll turn the program around a little bit. Yeah. Give him bring, some VIP access, get him a burger, give him a ball scale. And, let and let Glenny ball, back. let Glenny balls warm up the goalies and then get them to do a burger review during halftime. And, and, and the Johnnies will be so back. It's not even funny. That could you imagine Glenny shooting, shooting <laughs> in warmups coming so up on, funny. on the, uh, on the next Duke's goalie challenge. Yeah. <laughs> do you have another teams you want to talk about or, uh, you, you, you take it away. All right. So I just want to shout out Hampton. Because, you know, Hamptons, they struggle. You know, they almost get killed every single game. But you guys are growing the game. Like, no doubt about it, you guys are growing the game. So we just want to thank you for that. So shout out uh, Hampton. Thank you for helping us grow the game. I, 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 I second that. Yeah. And then, um, hey, Chrome fans out there, PLL fans out there, Chrome fans, mm. you guys lost Jordan Wolf, one of, one of my favorite players to watch. Also uh, lost Ned Crotty. Also lost Ned Crotty, but hey, Chris Gray's available. Yeah, I, I think uh, listen. I mean, I mean, Jordan Jordan's been a been a good pal for a long time, and uh, so you know, great career in uh, you know with with Duke and with the Rattlers and with Team USA and with the Chrome. Uh, it's a shame that his career has to end now, but I, th- I think that he's strung together a, a pretty prolific lacrosse playing career. I, I think he's had, you know, he's captured almost everything you can to capture besides, you know, like a Tawartan um, and also a, a win against my high school um, when he was playing there. But uh, yeah, so shout out to Jordan Wolf on the incredible crew. I actually played against his high school today. Um, Who won? Yeah, it was, it, it, they're not great. Lower Marion's not great. No. Is this a Kobe but, thing? What's up? Is this a Kobe thing? No, I'm kidding. No, no, <laughs> no. They do not have the mama mentality when it comes to lacrosse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Chrome, I, I think, uh, I mean, you, you get to draft Chris Gray first overall. And I think that he's already used to playing with a Chrome helmet. So, hey. It, that, and also he'll be very well rested heading into the season. since he's probably not going to have to play a ton of May lacrosse. Cheap shot, cheap shot, <laughs> cheap shot. Um, uh, I got mid-major, major performance. Do you want right. to go first? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. I, I want to give, listen, everyone listening to the show right now knows that I Usually the last guy to give credit where credit is due to defensive players. Uh, You know, I'm I'm always an an offensive minded type of guy. I love the goals. I love the highlights, but right now I really want to shout out one defensive unit uh, and and that's Canisius. So last weekend, the Canisius D put up an unbelievable performance. They held Monmouth to under 10 goals. Um, The only downside to that is, is their offense 
Canisius offense sucks. So they only put up four goals. So they lost the game six, four, but I do think that a, a mid major major performance Canisius defense holding Monmouth to just six goals on the day that in the shot clock era is, is pretty incredible. So shout out to, to Canisius, my mid major major performance award winner of the week. Shout out Canisius. Um, well, this one's kind of unfair, so I don't even want to – I'm just going to say this one. I think that we'll, we'll both say this one together. But Mark O'Rourke, NEC record for Bryant, uh, nine goals. He had 12 points total. Um, just a beast. I mean, Brown's got to watch out for him in a couple weeks. But that I feel like that's almost like a cheat code because it was so easy. I bet you a lot of people were predicting that we'd say that. So I actually want to give I – mean, this is going to shock a lot of people. Where do you think that my mid-major, major performance player played high school ball? I'd imagine like a decent school on Long Island. So if I'm thinking about like good schools, like like a like a Chaminade, St. Anthony's, um, <laughs> maybe maybe Comswag. Yeah, uh, Teddy Dolan. Ward, Ward, Ward Melville. Oh, Teddy Dolan out of uh, Garden City, but. He had two games this past weekend. He uh, against NJIT, he had seventy percent save percentage, and against Stony Brook, he had seventy four. He's a beast. He's going to transfer next year. He'll be one of those guys like Mike Adler, just coming from a small school, seeing a lot of shots, and then going to like a Power Five program. So just is, is that is that GC insider information that no that, he, the... he, he said before the year that he was transferring. Ah, uh, okay. I know no breaking news there, but he's a beast. His brother Danny played for Maryland. You know, remember the phantom goal against Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, he was, his brother was in cage for that. Um, his brother actually gave me a lot of shit last year when because uh, he's on the Maryland like personnel right now. And when when they beat Notre Dame, he was like, "You're an idiot." Well, yeah, he, he well he wasn't the only one. So no, he wasn't the only. One. <laughs> I think I think that there's a uh, however many followers we have on Instagram right now. Which by the way, we should probably have more followers. So everyone head over to Instagram.com. We're on your app. You probably don't use the, the desktop web URL, but head over to your Instagram, follow at the crease dive. Also follow us on Twitter. Uh, also subscribe to the YouTube channel already. If you haven't already, um, dude, you would yeah. act for with our, with our Instagram. You would literally act like we were like a really hot girl that posted a picture with a boyfriend. We've just lost followers. Have we been losing? No, not like really. I think they're also just killing like ghost accounts. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're, they're getting to that point where like they delete accounts that have been, haven't been active in like 10 years or just like our fake accounts. Uh, yeah. All so, right. Like, well, it's not bad. Right, but... Well, so here, right here, right now, this is the bat signal. We need, uh, we need more followers on, on, on the Instagram and, um, you know, and, and again, when, once the summer rolls around, uh, the, the schedules will be a little bit more free. We'll get a little bit of original content up there, but for right now, buy early on the Instagram stock, uh, follow us there, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's, we, 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 we gave, we gave, we gave shout outs to Springfield guys. We gave shout outs to garden city guys. I think it's time to move on from there. Yeah. Let's go to buy, sell. All right. Buy, sell. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to start it off? Uh, actually th this kind of rolls right into, uh, you know, right off of the, this Notre Dame UNC game, I am going to buy right now. And you gave me actually the tip on this stock. You gave me tip on this stock. I forget if it was last week's episode or maybe the week before I want to buy stock on the Hill at Arlotta stadium. Oh. Uh, because as I was watching that Notre Dame UNC game today, listen, it, it wasn't packed but there was enough juice going on there that I can tell that that's a stadium where, you know, that that's a, 
I, I think when the weather is nice, the sun is out, the sky's blue, the birds are chirping, and you got a nice Saturday afternoon game at Arlada, I think that that might be my my number one college lacrosse atmosphere out there. Obviously, like you could like go back to like the heyday of of Hopkins, and you could say like maybe Homewood. Um, but I, I think you know that that hill along the far sideline at Arlada, I want to buy ample amounts of stock in in that hill. Yeah, that's actually a great great call. That may, I, that may, I mean, that... I mean, and and listen, I, I'm trying to think about uh, so so Notre Dame their last two games. All right, so they go they travel to Syracuse, so they have to play in the dome. But Syracuse stinks this year, so that and and they've already beat the balls off of Syracuse early in the year, so that's going to be a win. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. They need to beat Duke. Like they need to win out if if Notre Dame has a really good chance of getting in at large. That final game against Duke is going to be home at Arlada on May seventh. I don't know if that's a. I, I haven't looked at my calendar in a while. That I, I have a feeling that that's probably a Saturday. Mm-hmm. At, at the very least, a Friday. May weather that hill. Big time, big time vibes in the right direction for Notre Dame to win out on the season. It, it's there's nothing really I like more than like getting the TV go outside on the lawn, watching like with a six pack, watching yep. the games, yep. just white trash sort of thing going on. That's what I was doing for GC, but oh, it's um, a Saturday, May seventh, a Saturday. It's, yep. It's, so give me some finals good weather. Week is probably over. Give me, give me some good weather and give me that uh, a packed hill. And I've got, I'll, I'll take, I'll ride you with Notre Dame by five. <laughs> I was gonna, and I, I, I said this to you before the, before the game in my fairness, but like my buy would be Notre Dame. I think that's a little cheap now considering the, like the game or whatever. So I won't even go there Buy Duke Buy stock. Actually fuck Duke Buy stock in Brennan O'Neill to win that tour on. I've come to the conclusion that I really don't know besides like, like, okay, you could make the argument. Chris Gray is the best player in college lacrosse, but how would you give the tour time to somebody who's going to miss the tournament? Yeah. Well, so, and like, that's the thing too, is, is there's always been the, the argument of whether or not the tour is a regular season award or, but like, it always comes down to, to the NCAA tournament, right? Like mm-hmm. more often than not, like, unless it's like, you know, like, like a Lyle miles Thompson situation where they're not going to make it to the final four or, um, you know, Pat, Pat Spencer kind of won that based off of like a lifetime achievement award. Um, but for the most part, the towards on usually comes down to those last two weekends of the season. So it would be really tough to give it to Chris gray. Um, yeah, I mean, if Duke gets hot and Brennan O'Neill just like if he keeps remembering that he's like six foot nine and can just do whatever he wants on a lacrosse field, yeah, I, I think that that's a. Uh, I I don't know if if any books out there are, are taking futures, um, and you know definitely you shouldn't be betting with anybody besides the Barstool Sportsbook anyway. Um, but if the Barstool Sportsbook were to offer a future on a towards on winner. I would definitely throw a few shekels on Brennan O'Neill. Oh yeah. More than a couple schmeckles. I mean, cause also Schellenberger, as you guys know, I think is the best player, but he's a little banged up right now. Let him get healthy. I mean, he's again, bang- he can- he's banged up and he's kind of in one right now. Like he's, he's, he's not fe- like 
he's, he's not he's comfortable kind of, with his body. He's, he's kind of playing. The, yeah, he's kind of playing the game on tilt right now. Like there are a lot of he had a lot of shots last week where, um, you know, just like missing the cage by a little bit, and like you could tell. Listen, maybe maybe the high school coach in me is coming out a little bit, but the body language just just wasn't looking very great to me, like a lot of frustration. So now once he starts hitting a few and and that frustration goes away, then it's good night, Irene. But until then, yeah, definitely uh, definitely doesn't seem like he's super comfortable at the moment. When you're not healthy and you got to play, like he he knows that he's got to play right now. Like he, he, he feels like maybe he's, you know, it's the PMT hurt, hurt or injured. Maybe he's not hurt, but he could be injured. Or what, what is it hurt? I don't know, whatever. But like, I think you, you, you can, you can play hurt, but if you're, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He's so maybe playing, he's, he's hurt. hurt. So like, you just, yeah. you're just not as confident when you're playing hurt. Like, you know, say he's got an, he's got something wrong with his elbow messes up your shooting a little bit. You got one check there. You're a little bit like, you don't maybe, maybe want to drive as hard as you did on that one drive when you got slashed. So there's a lot to go on with when, when you're hurt uh, mentally, especially because you could just be frustrated. Um, but moving on to sell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also going right, right. I mean, obviously, this is all fresh in our heads after watching UNC Notre Dame, uh, but I am going to sell and sell hard on uh, shiny helmets. Get them the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I, Notre, Notre Dame can keep them because like that's like their thing. But like any other team who, who goes with the with with the shiny chrome, go away. And, and anyone who isn't Notre Dame, you don't get to wear a, a shiny gold helmet. Um, today today's game was just way too much between the gold and the chrome um just a lot of reflection going on the sun was already bad enough as it was uh we you know you saw a lot of a lot of missed passes especially in the clear getting caught up in the sun you don't need to be adding all the glare off the off the buckets into the mix as well um so i don't know like i feel like 10 12 years ago like there was a real big rush to go to like maybe maybe like eight to ten years ago like into the uh like the matte black helmets like i feel like every team had had a matte black helmet um then things kind of went back to all white and now a lot of teams are getting into the chrome mix where you know unc's got chrome uh syracuse has a has one of their like 80 uh uniform setups where they have a chrome helmet a lot of like high school or club teams have chrome so i feel like I'm I'm praying to God that we are at the end of the uh, of the shiny helmet era in lacrosse, and everyone just realizes that they are so dust. Some people pull them off, but I, I do. I, I'm, I won't fight you on it. You seem passionate about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like you got. I mean, actually, gotta actually, gotta we're, we're gonna we're going to have to bring in, we're going to have to bring in our, uh, our good pal, Mikey Diggs uh, at, at some point to get us some, uh, some, sure. some helmet, some helmet talk. He's, he's the expert in the field on this one. Uh, so we'll see how he feels about shiny helmets, but right now I'm, I'm selling any sock that I had in that and I'm, I'm getting it off my hands immediately. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going, a, I'm going a route that no one will be surprised, especially if you've just been listening, but I'm selling everyone in the Big Ten, but but Maryland. I just, I think it's very self-explanatory. I don't. That's that's like that's like that's like selling blockbuster stock. Yeah, I like. Yeah, you should probably have it. Probably shouldn't have it at all at this point, anyway. But if you do, get rid of it. 
that's yeah. So I've won in the Big Ten, but 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 Maryland. Um, do you want to do top tens? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to read I mean, off listen, yours? We'll make graphics for these. We'll put them on the uh, we'll put them on the Instagram and the Twitter. Listen, we're we're not big. I, at least I, I I don't know if I I don't want to speak for you, dudes. But I'm not the biggest rankings guy in the world. Like I I hardly ever like. I never look at the rankings throughout the season. Um, mm-hmm. One because like there's 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 never too much. There's no major differences between the the media and the coaches poll. Like there yeah. might be like a spot here and there, but either way, like I'm always like I don't know like who like if someone's four or they actually five, and I don't really give a shit about rankings. But we're getting to that point of the season right now where you know we can start to whittle down these teams into you know I, I wouldn't necessarily say that these are like a I would say that these are my 10 contenders. So, you know, you can kind of put them in besides, besides number one, which I think that we're both going to be in total agreement about. I think you could put the other nine in almost any order you want. Uh, But yeah, you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, you go first. All right. So um, the the one that I think makes most, I I don't think that anyone would have any other answer. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Maryland at one, uh, they're just in a tier of their own at the moment. Uh, listen, I really like this Georgetown team. I, I think that, you know, they're, they're lost to Princeton. They, they lost to, a, you know, a very good Princeton team that was playing really hot. And I think that Princeton is only going to get better throughout the rest of this season uh, with those new helmets that they just uh unveiled last weekend with the uh with the football helmet design um i know that i've already given shit to delaware about sealing michigan's uh decals but it's a little bit different when it comes to princeton so um but yeah so i really like georgetown um you know i i I think that they're a team that is playing just as good as anybody uh number three i've got a healthy virginia a, a big Big caveat there, right? If if they're not mm-hmm. healthy, then I think maybe they drop down to like five, six. Uh, but you give me a, you know, a, a Matt Moore who can at least run around a little bit. You give me a Connor Schellenberger who's thinking about just massacring corners instead of whatever is is uh you know aching his body. You give me a, a healthy PD Lasala, I think they're at three. Um, I like Cornell. I, I, I know that they just lost to the troops, but like I said, I think that that was an honor loss. I think it was a thank you for your service loss. Uh, and they also lost to Penn while Penn was one of the best teams in the nation. So I think that Cornell's right up there. Jacksonville, America's team. Uh, if, if you're not rooting for Jacksonville to make it to Memorial Day weekend, you are a communist. Also, head on over to store.barstoolsports.com because Jacksonville is a lax school and we've got the shirt in the store to prove it. Uh, so you can get yourself a, a, a lax school shirt uh, with the Jacksonville Dolphin uh, on there. So go buy a shirt. Also, while you're there, pick up an Astronauting shirt because... You wear that to a party and you're going to be, you're going to be the, the bell of the ball. Uh, so I've got Jacksonville at five. I've got May Duke at six, a very different team than any other form of Duke, uh, but specifically May Duke at six. And the big thing here is they don't play another game until May 1st. So that's the only Duke that we're going to be getting from here on forward. So I've got May Duke at six. I've got another, another, a lot of these are going to have caveats here. A lot of these are going to have qualifiers. I've got Brown 
but only when Larkin is in attendance. I like that. I like when, the way you. I like the way you did this poll. When when Larkin isn't there, Brown is a mid team at best. When Larkin is there, they could beat anybody. So I've got Brown when Larkin is in attendance. Uh, so Mr. Kemp, keep your schedule clear until. Memorial Day Monday because you've got some games to attend. Uh, number eight, I've got the troops just because it, it would be un-American to not have them in my top 10. They're also having an incredible year. We've already gassed them up enough this episode. Uh, number nine, this is where I said that that I, I you stole my thunder a little bit, but I've got Christopher Newport, <laughs> my number nine team in the nation because, listen, if you are any team – that spanks and shells the Salisbury Seagulls in the way that they did. They they beat Salisbury by double digits, the most lopsided spanking that Salisbury has been on the receiving end of since I think it was like 1992. If you're any team who does that to Salisbury, one, thank you, God. I appreciate you so much. But two, you deserve to be a top 10 team in the nation. I, I would say that Christopher Newport's probably like a top – top four PLL team right now. Uh, so Christopher Newport at nine. And then after that win today, I've got Notre Dame clocking in at 10. I don't hate that. I also like the way I got to keep that in, in mind. I like the way that you did your poll this week. I like the way that you did all the segments this week. I think that you won the segments this week. Big segments I really guy. I, I yeah. think that you killed the segments this week. Um, number one, this is also like, like you said, this is just who I think it, like, Maybe like best chance to win it all, who I think is just best if they played. So coming in at number one, I have Rutgers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, number one, I have Maryland. Um, Actually, t- time out, time out. I just want to know. <coughs> I would love to know right now, like how many Rutgers fans or, or players or alumni listen to this show right now, because I feel like it can't be a lot. Or else we'd be getting a lot of a lot of hate from Rutgers. We shit on them so hard, but it's all deserving. So go ahead, Rutgers sucks. Yeah, I mean, shut us up, I guess. Like, yeah, I'm a fucking loudmouth Long Island guy. I fucking hate Jersey. <laughs> you guys are you guys are, are are as relevant as Hofstra. So, like, I don't know. You guys have done just as much in the past like 20 years. So, whatever, get over it. Number one, Maryland. Um, number two, I, I think Virginia still. I think if they get healthy, they're just the second threat. Um, I really just might number three, I have Georgetown, but my only worry about Georgetown really is just, and this might be just like a little, like I maybe I might be looking in this issue too hard, but like Warren really hasn't been there before. He hasn't been in that big, big game. And when he was in the quarterfinals, Lars made him look silly last year. So I kind of, kind of would give that. That's just one thing that I would look forward to looking forward Whoa, looking for it in May. Uh, number four, I have Notre Dame. I think that they're playing fantastic ball. And I think they're all coming together. Number five, I have Duke. Um, number six, I have Yale. Seven, Princeton. Eight, I have Army. Nine, Brown. And 10, you know I have to go Jacksonville. Got it. Fins up, baby. Fins up. Dude, uh, it's, it's a long shot. I know. I, I think that everybody knows. I, I think right now, if if you're riding the wave with the Dolphins, I think you know that it's it's a long road ahead. And obviously, it's all going to start with winning the SoCon. But could you imagine, just imagine if Jacksonville gets hot enough? Like, I, I, don't, I don't need a final. I would love a final four appearance. 
but like what if they're like the uh like who, who was that florida gulf coast like like if you like just get, give me give me one of those runs right like get, get me the quarterfinals we're due too for a team to break through like that like lacrosse that would be great for the game i feel like that would create buzz on espn um so maybe hey 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 danowski if you're playing if you're playing jacksonville in the quarterfinals are you really going to like, would you rather win that and make your like 15th final four or would you rather help grow the game and get Jacksonville in there? So just, you know, the pressure's on coaches like that, like Tillman, uh, Lars. Lars, how much do you really love the creator and the creator's game? Do you want it to grow? So just look out for that in the, in the tournament. Let's see, if, let's see how they I, treat I, Jacksonville. I, I think you put the Lars dog in quite the predicament there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, the guy, I don't have, I don't have really any, any arguments with your top 10 there. I think that there's, I think that there's Maryland at the top. There are about nine or 10 teams where you can kind of just plug them into different spots around the rest of your top 10. And then I think that there's the rest of the teams that like are technically playing division one college lacrosse. I, th- yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's the landscape of, of what we're seeing right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that also just this, the, our list will probably piss some people off that like, are like, but look at the polls, fuck the polls. Really, one of one of the polls really like they have all these teams at like eight nine that really never do shit. I feel like it's like just because they have like good records. Just do the eye test. All these teams are banged up. It's a long season. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't think that there are uh, I don't think that there are twenty really good college lacrosse teams. Yeah, no, I think that just it, like in the rankings that they have, they have Ohio State ahead of Duke. I don't. I don't think that's true to you. I do no, think Rutgers no, is ahead I mean, of just, Duke. I mean, come on. I mean, in the listen, Brown, they have a 14. So I just think that a lot of it's wish wash. And I don't really, I don't really look, too, I don't think you should look too deep into it. No, not at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so those are, you know, th- those are probably, th- did we have, oh, all right. So obviously I had Christopher Newport on there, which, which you didn't, but for the most part, I think, feel like we had mostly the same, the same yeah, yeah, teams just, in there. Yeah, just just in a, yeah. Yeah. We'll have the graphic uh, out on the socials and stuff to promote, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, pretty much what all that means is, you know, with, with those other nine teams besides Maryland, you don't know what you're going to get every single weekend, which is why every weekend is right now must watch lacrosse, especially as we are gearing up as we head into May, only a couple more weekends left of the regular season. Uh, so let's head into this weekend's slate of games. Big time rivalry weekend on deck here. Rivalry's always been a hard word for me to pronounce. I feel like I've... I was about to say that. I was like, you don't know how to say it. It's right. Yeah. Rivalry, you say. Right. I mean, I suck at pronunciation. You know me. So I'm not going to fucking. This is an that, argument I'm out of. That L followed up by the R is a tough one. People don't talk about that enough. Say it for me, real quick. Rivalry. Yeah, rivalry. Okay, you, you've got a little bit of a better L in there. L, Maybe it's L, L. Yeah, but yeah. I still get pronunciation. All right. Well, either way, it's a big uh, R word weekend heading uh, in, into this <laughs> slate of games, <laughs> and uh, it, it all gets kicked off really with uh, with with an NJIT U Albany. Yeah. So NJIT Albany. It's a you know. Listen, you can throw the record book out when these uh, two teams play against each other. You know, it's going to be a no holds barred <laughs> match. Uh, but Army versus Navy. Uh, this is going to be noon on Saturday. You can catch it on CBS Sports Network. Listen, obviously, uh, you know, Navy isn't isn't quite where they've been at as historically as a program. Um, so I think this is going to be a, a pretty 
pretty one-sided win for army, but you're going to get to see a really good army team. And you're also going to watch Xavier Arline play lacrosse. So I think that that's a really good, really good game to get your, your Saturday started. Yeah. I love that game. Uh, that should be exciting. And I think that's also Amplo has got to show up for that game. I somewhat think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, so right now the line on that is uh, army minus two and a half. I, I think that that, that honestly might be a little, that might be a little low. I, I, I see this one being like a, give me like a 15 to 10 win. I think I want like a three to three plus goal win. Okay. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so right there. Um, all right. So we've got, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it is, is Syracuse, Virginia. Is that a, a rivalry? I guess it's like a blue blood rivalry. Like you could just yeah. count it, I guess. It's not like, I don't know. I also get confused with these teams, but yeah, I mean, they're just two powerhouses. I mean, I guarantee they don't like each other. I mean, as we know from our friend Drake Porter, Virginia did drop two to them last year. So you can imagine that Virginia wants this one bad. I mean, I think the three and a half point spread is a joke. I think Maryland, I mean, Virginia minus three and a half could be, it's, it's a doc, in my opinion, it's uh it's like a Dr. Seuss book. It's an easy read. Um, it's a first you, you have to remember goal. though, Syracuse is always a little bit of a different team in the dome and Bobby Gavin is, revenge game too. Uh, he, he knows these shooters knows mm-hmm. them pretty well. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that that's I actually, listen, I I'm, I'm obviously going with Virginia in this one, but I do think that it's not going to be like, listen, you, you tell me that this game is, is in Charlottesville down down in C Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that this is Virginia like 17 to nine, like it just a, a good old fashioned shellacking. Uh, but I think that this one, I, I feel like this could like fourth quarter, it'll open up, but I, I we, we, we see some, some tense action for the first part of this game. That's fair. Uh, so that'll be on ESPNU kind of, kind of jumping around the, I, I, I didn't really plan this one out too well. I'm just kind of no, looking yeah, at the schedule looking. right now. Um, so this is a, that, that's a 4 PM game. That's going to be on ESPNU. And I'm almost positive that that's going to roll us right into uh, Hopkins, Maryland. Uh, I think that'll also be an ESPNU game at 6 PM or whenever the Virginia Cutes game gets done. Um, listen, Hopkins stinks. We all know that they're, they're just, bad at lacrosse. Um, so that's going to be, you know, a big time win for Maryland. And also the game is going to be at Homewood. I know you would think that, that Hopkins can maybe benefit from a little bit of, of home field advantage, but I think that Maryland almost benefits even more for wanting to embarrass Hopkins at their home field. Um, but still an important fuck. I, I, God damn it. This word is in my head so hard right now. Rivalry game. An important rivalry game uh, to to watch as far as just, you know, the tradition of lacrosse goes. Yeah, no, I think that Maryland, in some sense, it's like I I was just on this uh, podcast for like true lacrosse, Ohio, just helping grow the game, you know, just going back to my roots. But we're he was asking about Hopkins, Maryland. Here's my thing is Hopkins really is at the point where Maryland is getting all the top recruits and. Maryland is a more fun school. It's the premier winning tradition right now. You know, you, you could have said like 10 years ago, like, oh, Petramal is a better coach, but Tillman's firmly established himself as a better coach in that area. I mean, that's no, like, that's no debate. So yeah, Maryland's going to fucking beat the brakes out of Hopkins. And last year, last year at this time, I was the one that gave out 
Hopkins and this is when Hopkins was peaking. Hopkins last year with Cole Williams was like a, a good team at the end of the year. They, it was not the same team they started out as. They don't have Cole Williams this year. Joey Epstein isn't what he was freshman year. Still a great lacrosse player, but yeah, I'm, Maryland's just the, the, the pick. It's minus six and a half. And again, they're, they're sick bastards, so I feel like they really want to stick it to Hopkins at Homewood. Um, I mean, kind of kind of the same thing that, that we've seen, too, with like the Whip Snakes and the Atlas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, all right, so let's go back earlier in the game. So that, I mean, that right there, like your, your late afternoon rolling into your evening, fantastic. Like, uh, obviously, you probably won't have to watch the second half of, of Maryland Hopkins, but still, 4 p.m., Virginia Cuse rolling right into Maryland Hop on the ESPNU. That's, that's chef's kiss. Uh, earlier in the day, let's, let's go back to the Ivies real quick. Princeton and Harvard. Uh, so, I mean, Princeton right now, uh, you know, they, they, they picked up that win last week. They, they broke out the new helmets. Um, I know that you're real high on Harvard. I think that Harvard's, you know, a team that, you know, they, they've got a, some real solid young players, Princeton, the exact same, maybe just doing a little bit better this year. So uh, Princeton and Harvard uh, at, at 1 p.m., who do you have coming out of that matchup of the nerds? Uh, and this is this is at Harvard. I've and right per- and right now the line has this at uh Princeton minus three and a f- three and a half on the road. Personally, I think this probably comes down to faceoffs, and I think Princeton's just gonna control the faceoff X. Three and a half is a tricky line. Could I see Harvard covering? Yeah, but just the amount of shots that that Princeton offense will get. Um, I'll probably take Princeton with the points. Yeah, I, I I like that breakdown. I think uh, I don't know. Just just give me a big give me a big slusher game. Uh, you know, I think that that's a uh, so what that's a that's a one p.m. game. Uh, I'm actually not entirely sure what that's. I, I'd imagine that's probably on ESPN Plus somehow. So uh, yeah, g- give me give me some nice uh, you know some some good old fashioned slusher dimes to watch to to lead me into some of those later games. Uh, Brown and Cornell. Uh, I, I I've seen. Larkin talking about this one on Twitter. I, I not entirely sure if he's making the trip to Cornell for this one, if, if he's going to be in Ithaca, that's definitely going to uh, sway my opinion on this game. But right now we've got uh, right now we've got Cornell at home favored by two and a half. So Cornell is going to have to bounce back from that loss to army Brown right now, playing some of the best ball in the country. Listen, I, I, I like I like Cornell in this one, and uh, so you know Larkin Lark, Larkin. Sorry to say it, but um, listen, I mean Chase Erlin has been having a, a pretty rough go at it the past couple weeks. I think that 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 probably changes this week, uh, and and if he gets himself locked in again, and you don't have to worry so much about you know getting out to guys, and uh, you know if, if you're confident in your goalie, you can play from there out. I, I like Cornell to kind of figure this one out again. I do too. I think that. Cornell is just better. And I think that Brown's probably just a trendy pick right now. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, well, I mean, Michigan, Ohio state is like a, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck them. But it's it, that that's your Sunday night, uh, your Sunday big 10 game. Oh, uh, biggest one of the, uh, Mercer at Jacksonville, um, <laughs> huge. So con matchup. That's a noon game. Um, listen, I, I do think, I, I think that if Jacksonville wins this game by what, what, what's, what's the line at right 11. now? I think, uh, are you kidding me? I mean, it's yeah. 
11. I mean, I'd probably take, I have a, I have a, I think that, yeah, I'll say it after. Okay. So here, here's, here's what I'll say. If Jacksonville covers at 11, I think that the NCAA should, should let Sean Goldsmith transfer to Jacksonville for this, for this tournament run that they're about to go on. Yeah, that would let, be so let, sick. let America's player play on America's team. Um, yeah. A- any other games that, uh, that you like heading into this weekend? I think Georgetown is going to murder St. John's take them pl- with the points minus 11. Um, yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, not much of a, of a rivalry there, but no, it's no rivalry, but, um, I don't, I don't know. St. John's is St. Here's my analysis. St. John's is really bad and Georgetown's really good. You're not going to get this analysis anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, so there is your, uh, your, your weekend slate of games. Anything, uh, anything else to add here, Dukes? Can now, can we talk about the game of the weekend? Uh, go, go ahead. 2 p.m. tomorrow, ESPNU, Goron City's Mount Sinai. I mean, if you're not getting fired up for this one, if you're not tuning on the TVs, getting your grill going, getting the six-pack out of early, leaving work, going to the bar, turning on ESPNU, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But when Wait, I say so that, is, is that is that 2 p.m. on? 2 p.m. on, on ESPNU. Jordan, you oh, have on, to tune on, in. But, but, but on Friday. Tomorrow. Today. Wait. Well, well so again, this is where Friday, it's- Friday, Friday. April 22nd today. Okay. Okay. 2 p.m. So, there's uh St. Anthony's is playing St. John's the number one team in the country. So I think that's one versus two. Mount Sinai is number 10. Garden City is number 20. So if you just like lacrosse, this will be amazing. You got the high-powered Mount Sinai offense, obviously with the Spelina. Um, the younger Spelina is at the face-off X going against what I think is probably the face best face-off guy from Garden City on Long Island, Jack Cascadden, heading to Cornell. Um, and then I, I don't want to talk Garden City too much. You know, I hate that, but there's this defender from Garden City, Brendan Staub, who's also going to Cornell. I firmly believe, like, Garden City's put out some absolute powerhouses at defense. I think that that matchup with Spelina is going to be one that I am wildly excited for. I'm wildly excited to see how much Garden City stalls the ball, gets it done on offense, and then just gets it done on the defensive end. I think Garden City's going to win, but uh, I'm, I'm as fired up as I've ever been for a Garden City lacrosse game in a long, long time. All right, so 2 p.m. on uh, on on today. So if you're listening to this on Friday morning, make sure that you're uh, listening. If, if if you've got work, one, you should probably just quit your job so you can go home and watch Lax. Uh, but if you're not going to quit your job, at least set the DVR to catch that uh, Garden City versus Mount Sinai lacrosse. Uh, listen, you you know I love Garden City, but I've I've got a root for the uh, for the over on the Joey Spolina points. And let me tell you. I can't wait for this game plan. I, I cannot wait. Because even if they get enough done, I don't think that Sinai defense has enough uh, to get it done. I, I think they're just some question marks. But I'm pumped up. I'm jazzed up, Jordy. I'm jazzed up about this game. The Trojans, you know what they say about the Garden City Trojans? Trojans never fail under pressure. They, they all say that, actually. Every, everyone that I've ever met says that. So, all right. Well, so I, I, I picked up on that one. I, I, that's for the simpletons out there. For, for all the kids out there, for the young lads out there, you guys will learn about the birds and the bees one day. For the, In the meantime, just stick to the fundamentals uh, and the fundamentals of shooting low to high. Uh, but yeah, so Friday, 2 p.m., Mount Sinai and Garden City kick us off, and then we have a great weekend of lax ahead of us. So grab yourself a couch, grab yourself a beer, 
grab yourself a, a few screens, throw in all the lax games, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the crease dive. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Listen, Saturday morning, got a whole bunch of games coming up your way. What better way to get ready for all of them than to throw on the old YouTube. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.